0: gorgeous out
1: let's pop some dogs this is the up duck podcast a blend of upland and waterfowl hunting tune in as your hosts Tyler Meaden, Jeff Ludeke, and Matt Jeske, chat about training dogs and share their bird hunting stories, tactics, and strategies
0: Jeff, Matt, what's going on tonight guys doing good just uh, just living the dream. What do you what we do you haven't boys... canceled us yet huh? episode no? three? Yeah, I know. Right. Well, we're now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm surprised. <laughs> we'll have to check the numbers to see if anybody's listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, what are you gentlemen drinking tonight?
1: I have a good old fashioned wine and It's the Canoe Paddler Kolsch. Oh, Ooh, yeah. that's good. It's pretty good. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Bottle man. Mm-hmm man what do you got
0: water tonight excellent yep. excellent yep i uh i didn't even bring my water in here i've got nothing so you know we're we're rolling along in style here you yep. know kicking things off on the right note but i think after after uh, the pilot episode i think i'll uh, i'll stick to water from now on <laughs>
1: you were a little wobbly
0: by the end of that one, huh? Oh, I was. That was not good. <laughs> My goodness. So if you, hey, you know what, don't, if you didn't listen to that, don't go listen to it, I think is the, the message when that you, I'm trying when to When you
1: say. start off the first episode and you pour yourself like four fingers, it, <laughs> it was probably wasn't
0: the smartest idea. <laughs> it was two. It was two. Maybe. Maybe it was, I don't know. Maybe it was three. So uh tonight's episode. What are what are we talking about today,
2: tonight, guys? What's on the docket? Dogs. Traveling, traveling with dogs, hunting with dogs.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Safety
2: with dogs. Yeah. <clears throat> Sounds
0: good. I think that's um it's a continue basically a continue, or comes off of the back of you know, recapping our Iowa trip, which was an out of state trip for uh Jeff and I. And then for Matt, it was a few hours away overnight and um pretty hard on the dog. So I think it was really interesting. I think we all learned something. Um, I think we, I think we did anyway. Uh, We'll talk about that. And, um, and then, uh, you know, what we, what we try to do to take care of our dogs in the field um, as well as when we're traveling with them. So with that in mind, I guess my question for the two of you is, since both of you have done more out of state or overnight trips, like what, I guess what do you what have you done from an out-of-state or a travel like how often do you travel with your dog i guess that's where we'll start
1: um hunting wise i i haven't traveled a whole lot with her out of state Um, obviously i hunt in state quite a bit Um, most of my hunting is pretty local within you know 15 20 minutes i would say done a couple out-of-state trips to iowa Um, my dog's on her third season so season two and three, we went to Iowa, um, which was, which was fun, but yeah, not a whole lot of long distance travel. You know, we've, we've went up North a few times and things like that during the summer, but not a ton yet. Okay.
0: Was it up North was overnight though? I assume. Yeah.
1: Yep. Just overnight in the summer. Um, my wife's family has a, a cabin in the Northwoods and, uh, did a little swimming, jumping off the dock, all that good stuff. Good. Okay. Now I'm going to,
0: I'm going to take a, take a left turn here. Uh, is it near grouse country?
1: It is. Yeah. They got a place up, uh, near Managua. Um, so it's pretty close to the grouse capital of the world. I think it's probably only about half hour, maybe 45 minutes from there. So that's one, one hunt I've wanted to do. And I, I don't have much holding me back right now other than the kids. So I just need to, to get out and try it.
0: Okay. I, I gonna say Jeff, you have, a you have a, you have a pointer too. I mean, I feel I know. like, I feel like you're set up for this.
1: She's a pointer. She's small, nimble. I, I, I think she would be pretty she's, good at grouse she's, hunting. Yeah, she's pretty light on her feet. Right. right? Um, Which I've heard is important. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Cause I think you get so. through some really thick stuff and it can be pretty hard to, to navigate. I've heard. Yeah. I've,
0: yeah, I bet I think I've it'd said, be
1: fun. I think it would be too. I've
0: been invited by a few folks on grouse, like, oh, you should bring Mac up and hunt. And I'm like, I don't think grouse hunting and Mac mix well together. He's kind of like hard charging heavy foot through the woods. like I'm just gonna run through stuff. I don't know if that's gonna I don't know if that's gonna work out so well. I mean a lot of
1: the thing with Mac, though, is he has to be I mean, he's tall, but he has to be one of the most stealthy dogs running through. <laughs> brush and cover that i've ever hunted with that dog will sneak up behind you you have no idea he's there and scare the shit out of you <laughs> it, it's it's rather impressive for how tall he is that's for sure i'm 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 surprised that's that's that's
0: uh i mean you had a few different experiences with him in iowa you just kind of took him and he went so i guess yeah, yeah. maybe he yeah. surprised you okay. <laughs> all right okay uh back to our regularly scheduled programming here all right matt yes miss mr out of state hunt guy
2: yeah. I mean, so, you know, living in eastern Iowa and then having family back in Milwaukee since she was a puppy. I mean, within a reason, I don't remember the first time we traveled, probably she was six months old, you know, a three hour trip home, home to Milwaukee. Um, so Maggie's traveled. Um, we go to the North Shore. So north of Duluth every September. So the last three years, I want to say for a week, you know, overnight, obviously up there. Uh, Last year we went to Mackinac Island as well. So all the way up, you know, in the UP and she's, she's just, if, if we go on vacation, we're driving, it's 95% of the time she's coming with us for, for the trip. She's, uh, you know, a good hunting dog, but she's a great trail dog. You know, you could just basically keep her on you and she just walks the trail in front of you. So she, she kind of comes everywhere with us.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. I think, you know, like for all of us, I think our dogs are all family dogs. So Mm -hmm. that's, um, First and foremost, we love it. We love to hunt with them, but first and foremost, they are, uh, they are members of the family yep. now. Uh, okay. Matt, uh, when you're taking all these trips, cause you take a lot of them, um, yeah. it sounds like regular, regular trips too. Um, is she like, uh, well, let me back up. What go, what goes in the truck? Like, what are you bringing along from like a dog safety, dog care standpoint?
2: Yep. So, well, first, I guess always, um, she's pretty spoiled and the kennel, um, is inside the truck cab. So uh with with only one child, she hasn't gotten kicked out of the cab yet. Um, so the kennel's always in there. It's always in my truck. Um, and the other thing that I always keep in my truck is a first aid box. So, you know, ever since she was a little puppy, like a small plastic tote kind of thing. Um, and that's got everything from um, you know, her her primary vet here, um, information, her rabies tag information because that's something, you know, as a dog that's pretty well trained, like I don't usually have her collars on her. So, you know, the rabies tag, some vaccine stuff, information, and then just all of your general, like, if it was a pretty medium emergency, you could take care of it out of that box. Um, and then obviously with my truck bed, um, you know, the, the homemade decked system, there's always some extra first aid stuff in there, water bowls, water dish, um, some training stuff, extra collar, bark collar, kind of everything in there. And that's that's always in there. So. All right. So a couple of thoughts. First, your homemade deck
0: system is awesome, by the way. we'll we'll talk about that in a future episode, I think, because it's it's pretty spectacular. Mine is mine is homemade and inherited and is not that spectacular. So (laughs) um, uh, second thought is I don't carry around the vaccine information or um, uh, or any of the tags. That's actually really smart. And you start doing that.
2: Nice. Yeah. that's good that's really good and copies everything in there
0: Wow, oh, that's good uh okay and then is that like what do you is that that stays in there all the time Whether they're whether you're going on family vacation or you're going taking a hunting trip
2: yep it's okay. it's always on my truck so all the first aid stuff comes with me whether you're training around town or happen to go home to milwaukee or you know on our hunting trip it's, that box is always in there i really okay. try to take nothing out because you know you take one thing out and it's never making it back in there so uh-huh.
0: Oh, I understand that.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: That's good. Um, Jeff, what about you?
1: What goes in your truck? Well, when I'm not hunting, there's not a whole lot. We do have kind of like a go bag that transfers between our minivan, our family van and my truck, um, which has, you know, leashes, poop bags, you know, all the, the random little toys and treats and things like that in it. I don't have the vaccine information. I don't keep that in the truck, but that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, and yeah, hunting is a, is a whole other story. Obviously, I have a, a whole nother tote um, that we can get into what's in that uh, when we go hunting. But
0: yeah, well let's let's go let's go there. It's like what's
1: what goes into that tote? Yeah. So I I kind of am a little OCD with my hunting stuff. I would say I have a, a plastic tote um, for each season. So I have one for turkey hunting. I have one for deer hunting. I have one for pheasant hunting. I have one for duck hunting. So yeah, I kind of keep all the calls, you know, all my gear, everything like that. So my pheasant hunting one, um, it's got every, all kinds of stuff in it. Um, first thing I have my first aid kit from gundog outdoors. I got that one last year. Um, I like it a lot. It's real compact. Um, seems to have everything that I need, got a vest, uh, for her. I have a backup vest in case her vest rips or a buckle breaks or something like that, collar, backup collar. I got a lot of backups of things, couple bells. Um, as you guys know, I, sometimes I run a bell. Sometimes I don't kind of depends on what cover we're in. If it's hard, really hard to see the dog. I like to run a bell, um, if we're in cattails or sorghum or something like that, um, A leash a lead water treats you name it perfect
0: all right that's good that makes that makes a whole bunch of sense did you add anything to it when you when we when you go to iowa when we went to iowa or when you went to iowa the prior year
1: um so when we do like an overnight trip um obviously you have food and bowls and i bring her pillow and her blanket i know she's she's a diva but you guys brought pillows and blankets as well. So I feel like I'm not yes. alone in that. Of course. <laughs> um, said they were members of the family, right? I mean, right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and I, I do bring some additional medication. You know, I'll bring some antibiotics, some painkillers, um, as well as some Benadryl, um, probiotic if we have it. You know, sometimes their guts can get kind of messed up. I know Purina has that Fortiflora, I think it's called those little packets that you can sprinkle in their food. I know that's pretty good for traveling with dogs, too. Um, so, yeah, that's about it. OK, that's
0: good. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. perfect. Um, that's, I think that's like it's interesting. I um, Does that does that stuff stay in your I've seen your box? I've seen your boxes and how meticulous you are, which I now envy um, because I no longer have that type of organization since I have two toddlers who are everywhere and in everything. And I don't know where any, any of my stuff is. Like I'm trying to just, it used to just all stay in my truck, but then they go like to play in my truck. So it just goes everywhere. <laughs> I'm sure I, I, I am I am an anal person. So for those of you that are anal, um, you think you, you if he drives you crazy when stuff gets lost, you, you can understand sometimes how my mindset might be a little bit crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, there's... <sighs> Hmm. okay that stays in your that stays in your pheasant tote and then you just load that whole tote into your truck and go and you're just yeah ready to go. i mean you're that's always that's
1: ready. the best thing yeah that's the best thing with these plastic totes i i would highly recommend you guys do it i mean you can literally just chuck that bin in the back of your truck you know you have everything you need ready to go um i i think i, I pretty much leave it in there all pheasant season and then i'll switch out have a bunch of decoys and my duck hunting one in there during waterfall season um mm-hmm. but it, it's super nice just to have everything in place and organized and all in one bin so you're not throwing stuff all over the place
0: yeah and and you have to invest in a new bin new pheasant bin for this upcoming season
1: i do yeah mine broke um
0: i think I, i th- i was with you i was i couldn't you know i think yeah. you had like 50 pounds of ammo in it and it just like
1: Yeah, I started wanting to kind of mix up what shotgun I was carrying in the field this year. I think I had four different shotguns that I used. Um, So I had ammo for all of those. They're different gauges. And yeah, it got pretty heavy. I kind of overloaded it and it it snapped. And I think I hurt my back on that one too. (laughs) So yeah, I did get a brand new tote
0: okay, okay. We're, we're good to go okay we're good to go now. yeah when whenever we hunt together jeff inevitably hurts his back i don't know what it is every um, single but...
1: time i'm with you i hurt my back i don't yeah it's yeah i don't know pretty, I, I don't know
0: it's pretty funny, it's funny. okay <laughs> yeah it it is where do you where are you buying your totes at just like are you getting them on oh, anywhere
1: a uh, fleet farm okay. usually or farm and fleet um, okay or you could get anywhere home depot menards okay. they're just the standard plastic totes i like the okay. ones that you can see through just so I can kind of know what's in there. I know a lot of guys have black totes that they'll use. Um, I like the see-through ones, especially if they're all the same, because then I know which one is which. I don't have to open it up and start rifling through everything.
0: I'm, I'm with you on that. The totes that I have that are no longer full of stuff because it's all over my house, uh, those are those are clear.
1: Yeah. It's great for deer hunting too. You can kind of keep all your stuff in there after you wash it and spray it down and it kind of keeps some yep. of the scent out of it too, which is nice. Yeah. 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 No, I like that's good. I like that.
0: Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so Jeff does Josie ride in a kennel or does she sit in the front seat
1: <laughs> on her throne? Where does she ride? <laughs> yeah. I'll probably get a lot of criticism for this, but most of the time if it's just me, she does ride shotgun next to me. Um, if it's me and my wife or me and another guy, like if you were along or whatever, she'd ride in the back, but she uh, inevitably finds her way into the front seat, no matter what I do. So I've just kind of went with it. And I know it's not the safest thing in the world, but if I was, if if I was going on a long trip, I would definitely keep her in the back. I wouldn't have her riding shotgun for something like that, but just cruising around town. She'll be riding in the front with me. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, I, I, I get it. Like,
0: I understand the safety component of it. Um, Mac will be the only dog that, that doesn't ride in a kennel for me. Um, and he doesn't, he's spoiled. He's just, he was that, he was just that first dog. And so, yeah, he went around town everywhere. Yada, yada, yada. Um, he's
1: got a little hammock in the back, doesn't he?
0: He used to, he used to. Um, and then I had a dog chew through that. I forget. It was probably which dog. I don't remember one of the dogs I had chewed through that. So, um, so yeah, no, no longer a hammock in the back. Uh, Ren rides, she, she's a kennel dog from, from, ever, from now on. There was an incident recently that ensured that she will never, ever ride in a car, not in a kennel. Um, so yeah, and it was not like an accident or anything like that. It was like, she's eating stuff that is causing a lot of, uh, a lot of issues. So, um, but yeah, that definitely kennels are, yeah. I I I preach dogs riding in a kennel, and then mm-hmm. I don't actually follow my own advice, which is pretty funny.
1: Actually, yeah, I definitely don't sense. recommend letting your dog ride shotgun, but you know, <laughs> yeah. here we are. It's kind of, <laughs> I've created this monster.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have. So, okay, now now I'm going to, let's go down the road like 10 years. So next dog you get, maybe, maybe two years, maybe I can talk into another dog in two years. Is that dog going to ride in a kennel or is that going to be a shotgun riding dog too?
1: Uh, definitely no to the front seat. Um, as far as a kennel goes, I, I guess I'm not, I'm not sure. I I would like to, I think that would be the the best option. Um, but definitely no to the front seat, the very minimum, they will be in the back. Okay. And then Matt for you,
0: what, um, are you, is there like a particular brand or a type of kennel that, that Maggie rides in? Are you, are you one yeah. of those people who is very loyal to a particular brand?
2: i currently am pretty loyal to that brand yeah so she has a gunner kennel um okay we won intermediate we bought that when she was a puppy so it's 2018 it was kind of like i don't know they're around for maybe a year or two maybe at that point like getting a little bit more popular um and they had a fantastic you know black friday thanksgiving type deal and we bought it kind of based on her potential weight and it really panned out that way um so yeah, pretty pretty loyal to the, the gunner kennel kind of crew. Okay.
0: Okay. That's that's you know, five star crash rated. Yeah. This is uh there's there's one of us here that's doing everything right so far. Um <laughs> and it's not me. Okay. Uh okay, all right. I have I have a billion kennels. I have a Dakota 283 and I also have a Rufflin. I'm a big fan of the Rufflin kennels, actually. Yeah, a lot um, of friends have those. Yeah, they're nice. They have they have like a couple different versions um i have one of these two door ones so it's great like if I, yeah it's got the side door too and the front door and yeah. you, like it doesn't matter it's like double hinge too so it doesn't matter mm-hmm. what side you need to open it and then if you need to turn it sideways for whatever reason that side door is awesome yeah. so this is like my if if i invest in more High end kennels, which I will at some point. Like, I think I'm going to go Roughland. It just, yep. that's what, that's just the, I think it'll be the best fit. Plus, they have like one that's made for back seat riding too. Um, that's like, like a little bit narrow angle
2: to it. Like, yeah. And it's, I think it seats, likes, yeah. It, yeah.
0: And it can like slide in between your seat and just kind of pins that kennel in so it doesn't go flying yep. back to just, yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, yeah. That's where I'm going to go with the kennel wise. Okay. All right. Um, and then, okay. And Jeff, I have seen, um, I have seen what you carry in the field for Josie. But why don't you, why don't you talk about it a little bit? What do you carry around with with you when you're out for a hunt, whether it's local or on an all day jaunt um, out in Iowa,
1: chasing wild roosters? Not a whole lot. Um, if we were going to be going on a, a long hike away from the truck, I would definitely throw the first aid kit um, in my vest. But otherwise, I just have a short lead in case I need it. Um, obviously, her collar and remote, uh, a little water dish, water bottle, and some treats. That's that's really the majority of it. Um, but like I said, if we were going somewhere far where I couldn't get back to the truck quick, you know, I would definitely throw that first aid kit in there. Um, one of the nice things, the new vest that I got, um, that final rise vest actually has the, the game bag can unhook. And if your dog would get injured um, for whatever reason, you could actually strap the dog into the back of the game bag and carry the dog back to the truck, which is pretty cool. Um, so Super that's fun. that's helpful. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, I try to keep it light. Obviously, my uh, back issues have come up a couple times already here, so I try to keep it light <laughs> as much as I can and be a minimalist out in the field. That's for sure. Yeah, I think this hunting
0: season, I'll just, don't throw any water in your bag. I'll just carry it for you. We don't want to risk (laughs) injury or anything.
1: (laughs) That new vest is amazing. though. I tell you, it keeps all the weight up on your hips as opposed to, you know, putting all that on your back. It's really nice to have that, that like waist belt that's on there that you can tighten up. It, It really helps a lot. Yeah, I know you did a ton
0: of research on it too, before you bought it. And you've said, you said, I don't think you've said a negative
1: thing about it since you bought it. No, I really like the vest a lot. I mean, it's, you said the game bag is a little bulky, and I guess it is, but I don't notice it at all. I mean, you can put three roosters in the back of that thing, and you barely can tell that they're in there. It's, it's really, really nice. So I've enjoyed it so far.
0: Highly recommend it. It's good. Why do you, why do you carry treats with you about the field?
1: Yeah, I don't use them a whole lot. Um, You know, we're still, Josie's four, but she, we're still working on the retrieving aspect a little bit, um, so I like to praise her a little bit more when when she does something unexpected, I guess, or goes beyond my expectations of her in the field. But sure. I, I rarely give it to her, honestly. I, I mostly fill her up with treats on the ride back home. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, a lot of times uh, she's,
1: too, she's too in the zone anyways to even stop for a treat, yeah. so it kind of… Yeah. I wasn't sure if
0: you brought them along from, from an energy standpoint too. Um I've seen and heard of dogs that get a little low on blood sugar. So oh, people will carry yeah. around, yeah, will carry around like treats or like a little bit of honey or something like that.
1: Yeah. I haven't had that problem yet. So she's pretty hard to wear out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes,
2: she is. <laughs> yes, she is. Yeah. All right. Matt, what about, what you, about...
1: Matt? Matt, Tyler.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't have the the nice carry kit for first aid. I probably should. I mean, at a minimum, I usually do have kind of like this little kit that I've made up, but it's more of just like gauze, some wraps. I don't know what else it's got in there. Some super basic stuff that like maybe you could do something in the field if you had like real emergency and get yourself back to the truck. That's usually what I carry, at least walking around for pheasants. Um, I'd say in the duck boat, I'm a lot. I, I don't typically have something on me. I mean, I've usually just got extra, uh, those like wet chamois and stuff to keep her dry, especially when it's cold, even with the vest on, you know, it gets pretty wet and cold in there. So, um, I could be better about that, I suppose. And maybe one of those kits that I could just throw in and out of the truck would be pretty handy.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's good.
2: What do you have in your truck? Andor <laughs> carry?
0: What do I care? I don't carry a whole lot. And to be frank, for some reason, I do not have a first aid kit um that I carry in my truck. I have no idea why. I Just depend on somebody that I'm hunting with to to actually, you know, borrow some of their stuff, I guess. Um it's mainly it's mainly water, um collar, um you know, pretty much I keep it really minimal. But I'm not doing a ton of hunts like we did out in Iowa. Like right? everything's pretty local here, so, yeah. um I think though for me though, and even t- talking about this episode, or thinking about this episode, I was like I when am I going to just pony up and just buy a first aid kit? They're not that expensive. Especially like the one from Gun Dog outdoors is like 60 bucks. I think, you know, I had one served up to me in an ad, I think last
2: week or two weeks ago, Jeff, and it's like $180. Oh, wow. Say, well, one, I think you
1: sent that one to me. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I've seen that. I think I know which one you're talking about. Cause I've seen that one as well. And it was like, I'm pretty sure you can build a pretty decent one for Right. Less than
0: 180 bucks. You could, you could probably buy all those pieces individually for yeah. like a. Yeah. 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 Less than half of that. But, um, but yeah, I need, I definitely need to get that. And it's, you know, I've, I've done a bunch of guided hunts too. And I've seen dogs get injured on that. I've carried dogs out of the field with like bleeding paws. Not like, not like they just wear and tear, but like they stepped on something. And I don't know why. I mean, you're at a game. You're, I'm at like a preserve. So there's a clubhouse with everything that you need. But I don't know why I don't have it in my truck. It's very, very, it's interesting. I guess it, you know, some of this is like self reflection, and it's it's time to actually, you know, go make some changes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Gundog Outdoor one I definitely recommend. It's it's so compact and light. I mean, you can throw it in the back of your game bag, and you don't really know it's there, which is which is really nice. No, so, I
0: then i yeah. i used it on i used it
1: on Mac this past winter too. So
0: thanks. You Joe. did, yeah. You want to?
1: <laughs> that was quite the interesting injury that he had on that little game farm hunt that we went on. Yeah,
0: well, it's not even a game farm. I mean, it's, well, it's, like kind a, of. Yeah, it's like a club hunt on public land. Right.
1: Or, I don't know if you or want to elaborate something. on that. It was the first time I've seen this happen. I have never,
0: never, ever seen this happen. So he's, Mac is six now. Um, He's done a lot of guiding, Um, had a lot of birds shot over him. Um, And the extent of his injuries up to this point were, you know, worn down nose, run down paws, that type of thing. <clears throat> Muscle aches. <clears throat> but on this particular hunt we're you know i don't know how we're what a mile from the truck we we hiked like we crossed this river right mm-hmm. um a little creek we were way back by these train tracks and all of a sudden we're like coming out of these woods and we we stopped because there was a train going by for the safety of the dogs and I'm like go oh, look there's some blood in this now like okay let me go check it out and i'm like Checking his paws. I'm not seeing anything. He stands up. I check his back paws. I don't see anything. Where is he bleeding from? Sure enough, he's bleeding
1: from his balls. Uh, I'm
0: like, oh, wow. That's a very interesting spot. I have <laughs> never
1: seen that happen. It didn't slow him down, that, though. That's no,
0: no. Surprisingly. And, no. And, well, so the, the thing that I was worried about, well, I was, one, I was you always worried about your dog, right? I'm like, okay, all right, how bad is this? Um, Look pretty um, superficial not too worried. But then the following weekend there was going to be a female lab who was she come into heat. She's going to be coming down for him to breed. And I'm like, oh wow. Talk about poor timing on on, you know, having bloody testicles. <laughs> 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 and then, you know, as as dog owners, it's funny the things we do for our dogs. We got done hunting. Everybody else is standing around the truck bed eating venison hot dogs and and, you know, having a having a drink or two. And I'm over there with my dog rolled over, Jeff's first aid kit. I'm like, you know, trying to. Tend him to his balls. Yeah, (laughs) you know, tend him to his ball. And he's just, he's he's fantastic. He just will sit there and take it no matter what it is. So he just sits there, you know, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, for a couple of minutes, you know, just (laughs) hand on my dog's testicles.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: So, Jeff, thank you. He took it like a champ. Oh, he did. Yeah. You're right. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't. It didn't slow him down. So it was good. Everything went on. when everything went as planned the next weekend. So yep. We're all we're all good there. He's he's healthy as can be.
1: Good to hear it. Yeah. You got to get that first aid kit now. I too. Yeah, I too. No
0: I gotta get a first aid kit. I need copy, I need copies of vaccine records. Um plastic totes. Plastic totes.
1: Yeah.
0: This is an expensive episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man oh man uh yeah okay all right i'm not doing a lot right here is what i'm learning okay all right so let's let's move on here so you get done with your hunt right um matt let's say you get done with a morning duck hunt okay uh maggie has a couple of retrieves she's in the water you know she's wet. you're trying to keep her dry you get you get back you get your boat loaded up um you take a look at her what do you what are you looking at what are you examining her for? What are you doing with
2: her? So her, her usual tailgate check, I mean, after I dry her off, is, you know, quick check at the paws, make sure nothing's... I mean, usually, as you guys would know, if you have bloody paws, you probably spotted it yeah. well before you got there. Um, You know, paw check, kind of just feel her over, make sure I didn't miss anything, because granted this wouldn't be in a duck hunt, but this was the first pheasant season anywhere she hasn't had a barbed wire injury along her back, so that was a success. Um, and again, that one actually last year, I didn't even catch it till probably like three days later when you feel that scab, You just you know, kind of loving on your dog. Um, so that was a, not a great tailgate check by me, but, um, and then usually even uh, after a duck hunt, I'll just kind of check her face over, look at her gum line and, uh, and then do a quick eye check, make sure nothing got in there from sending or some, you know, some cattails and weeds and stuff, nothing, nothing obvious. And then really keep an eye on her, you know, the rest of the day, make sure, you know, they're great at hiding stuff. So, make sure she's not over licking something that you uh you know you missed earlier now will you give her a bath after a duck hunt if she gets wet i do not so uh yeah. i i believe it's uh i mean i don't i think i don't think it's false uh so labs have a pretty thick oily coat so uh you you actually wash that off and it, it kind of negates their cold weather uh cold cold water abilities kind of hurts them on that side of things so i i don't wash her pretty much the whole season in fact she rarely gets a, a bath anymore at all. But uh it depends on where she's at. Yeah, yeah the reason I ask our my Vishla went into a
1: marsh when she was one or two years old. Um and she came out and
2: had giardia. Oh like yeah a week later. So I know that's a thing. Um yeah. that's why I was curious if you do that at all after the after only she time she's getting anything, I mean if she come back from somewhere we were just in the thick of the mud and I'll I'll bring her down into our basement, has a walk in shower and I'll kind of get her paws and if she's super muddy that's about the extent of it or super early because that kind of mm. goes hand in hand right like muddy and and early where you know you don't need that warm coat but as soon as it gets in october november I, I don't give her a bath at all mm.
0: that's good okay. jeff what about you you get with the pheasant hut what do you look at it what do you what's your tailgate check i like that phrase
1: ah uh, same thing but that Matt said. you know you're just just checking her paws and her legs underbelly is a big one that i usually check um, Josie tends to get a lot of scratches on her underbelly, even with the vest on, surprisingly. She'll get a twig or something in there and it'll cut her or scratch her up. Um, but nothing crazy. Check her ears. She's got big floppy ears, so that's a big one. Um, make sure she doesn't have a cut on the inside of her ears. But other than that, yeah, not a whole lot. What about you, Tyler? Uh no, that's pretty
0: standard. I'm looking at especially the early season, I'm checking eyes if I'm pheasant hunting. Um, for some of those little seeds and things that can get in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm checking ears, definitely paws, and definitely like belly, and then um uh armpits. Check. I check I've just that's where he's he's had some some stuff get in there. So or Mac has had some stuff that's popped up in there. I don't know what it is, but you know it's it's pretty standard. Obviously early season two, I'm checking for ticks. That's another thing. Ticks so. are a big one, yeah. Um and Especially Matt, you said,
1: dogs, oh, man, that's long haired dogs, man. Ticks so. can hide. <laughs> Well, now I've got a black
0: dog here. I don't know how I'm going to find ticks with that thing. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're hard enough to find on a
2: red dog. Yeah. Now, do you guys yeah. use
1: a next guard at all for ticks?
2: That's that yeah. is what we yeah. use. Yeah, that's yeah. what we yeah. use too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't yeah. know about by you guys, but at least locally, some of the vets around here have already posted and pulled off ticks off of dogs and off their oh. personal dogs. So that's kind of a wow. bummer. The first week of March or second week of March. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know, with that next guard, I've actually seen them where they bit the dog and they're they're dead you pick them yes. up off the dog and they're dead which is yeah. exactly what that stuff's supposed to do right yeah yep
0: yep it is yep. yeah and that's the like man i gotta i gotta check my supplies of that too and probably buy more of that stuff no um so thank it's you it's expensive oh it's yeah. so expensive
1: every time <laughs> oh, i put that in the heart guard in the cart on chewy i'm just like oh my gosh I, can't, I never remember how much it is until you put it back in the cart and it just shocks you every time <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah, well, let's not talk about chewy <laughs> and how much just yeah
0: you know supplements food just yeah uh no the tick the tick thing is interesting though because it's like i you know i don't like ticks like they're kind of just just give you the heebie jeebies a little bit mm-hmm. um if you like think about it but if you have them on you just kind of grab them and take care of it but now with with two kids, like the dogs, should bring it home, and they're always on top of the dog. So mm-hmm. it'd be really easy for that tick to just transfer over and then, um, lock in to you know my one year old or my three year old. So that's I'm more diligent now
2: than I was before. And I was pretty diligent before with it. That's mm-hmm. a good point. Now that I've got one crawling around and all over the dog, so that's a that's a good call. Because we we used to be pretty pretty thorough on tick checks and then i'd say like for the middle two years i you know i kind of trust the next guard really really never pulled anything off we've we've seen one that must have kind of fallen off of her in the house but like that was a one-time occurrence so we gotta be that's a good call mm-hmm. yeah yeah no it's 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 interesting
0: um okay well, how do we get on it how do we get on the ticks where do where do we where, how do we get here jeff
1: oh, we're talking about tailgate checks Oh yeah, tailgate yeah. checks, yeah. Injuries, yeah.
0: yeah. All right, so back on that topic, um, what about what about like a big hunt, like Iowa, an all day hunt where we're just dogs are grinding hard for not for two like a two hour local hunt, um, but for they're go they're covering serious ground. Are you looking at them any differently? Are you checking anything more?
1: Uh, not really. You know, you're really just kind of checking to when you get out of the truck, when you get back to wherever you're staying, just see how they're walking and how they're acting. I know all three of our dogs were having a hard time getting up and down the stairs when we got back on that. Yeah. I think it was day two. You know, just kind of keeping an eye on that stuff. Um that's that's pretty much all I look for.
2: Make yeah. sure they eat,
1: you know, that's important. Yeah.
2: Yep. What about uh, you, Matt? Yeah, I know the same. I, I... Same quick tailgate, tailgate check, and then yeah, just watch the dogs after, and that was pretty apparent. I'd say on our trip, like you said,
0: <laughs> yeah, they were they were hurting a little bit. Um, I so the one thing that I took to Iowa that I don't carry on like local hunts is I carry um, some pain meds, like stuff that Mac has got for other things. I think it's carprofen is what it is that I just never never used up, and so like like in Iowa, I would just give him you know and some at night to help with. Some of that soreness and inflammation from the pounding that you know, they were putting on, physically putting on their bodies, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, you know, covering all that ground and busting, uh, busting through everything, pretty much everything we could think of. So that was that was a big thing. Um, I was gonna. So what did what did you guys bring
2: or what do you treat their paws with? What do you treat your your dogs' paws with? So me uh, typically. And we and you had it there. I of course that was the one thing I took out of my first aid box is that that bag balm. It's called yep, little green tin right there. Um, I put that on paws, on her nose uh, scratches sometimes, and I don't know where I read it online that that was the magic thing. But honestly, we use it year round if something comes up. Um, so I highly recommend that, and that is my my paw go to. I definitely got to get some of that.
1: I know I use Tyler's when we were when we were in Iowa. Yep. it's good for noses yep. too. Yep. yep,
0: I had it. I had it recommended to me by a trainer. Um, and if you if you're looking if you've never heard of it um, and you're looking for it, if you're at your local farm and fleet or fleet farm, look in the ag section. And if you look at directions, it says for use on cows, thoroughly wash treated teats and utter with separate towels before
2: milking. So uh, just keep that in mind. It does. Yeah,
0: it works really really well.
2: You know what's funny, funny about that. that? Not just at your local farm store. I believe I got ours at Walgreens. You got yours at Walgreens carries
0: bag bomb? Oh my
2: almost positive that's where I got it from. Yeah. So wow. You should be able to find it anywhere then. Okay. All right.
0: Excellent. Okay.
2: Who knew? Who knew? Um wow. Okay. Uh no, that was good. That was,
0: you know, for (laughs) that's that's gotta stay in the truck um for long trips like that. That's just yep. I can't. I mean, even if they lick some of it off. <clears throat> just having it there is going to help long-term. Yeah. Uh, any other creams or antibiotics or anything that you're bringing along for a big trip? You Do guys, you guys bring probiotics?
1: Yeah, I, I bring that Fortaflora stuff if we have some. Um, that stuff that you just sprinkle on their food. As I sure was mentioning, Purina has it. Um, but yeah, I do bring that. And Benadryl is another big one too. Our dog tends to have some allergies um, or you get a bee sting or something like that. I think Benadryl is, is pretty important to have along as well.
2: Good. Yeah, no, no probiotics for us, but I do carry Benadryl as well for I mean, she's, she's gotten a bee sting at a hunt test and some other st- stuff has come up. I mean, we've, we've used it every once in a while for, you know, for that kind of irritation or whatever.
0: Sure.
2: Yeah. Well, and Maggie wears the the goggles too, right? Does, does she have a, she does.
0: a
1: lot of issues with her eyes getting irritated?
2: No, that was more of a, um, I don't know if you've ever had your dog in a vet for an eye problem. Um, I haven't <laughs> highly recommend not having that. Uh, so when she was younger, probably like nine, 10 months old, like that first winter was super cold. Don't remember if that was the polar vortex cold. It might've been. So her eyes just dried really, really bad. And we had like, like conjunctitis type stuff going on. So that's a lot of eye drops, couple trips to the vet, pretty expensive, pretty fast. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I saw those rec specs online. Thought can't be that hard to train her to wear them right for whatever the price tag is. And I think it's like eight bucks or something for the replacement lens. You know, every year, every other year, and uh, just the way she charges through things. I mean, that would be really expensive and you know potentially costly. So I just I got those early and we wear them every season now. That's a it's, they seem to be getting I, more
1: and more popular. Yeah, I, mean, I, I see them, be... them on
2: social media a lot more than I used to. Yeah. yeah she only wears it pheasant hunting i don't wear it duck hunting i know some people do um but it's just the different cover and hunting mostly water it's not as big of a risk i feel but definitely in the pheasant field she, she's she got those on with her vest now how did she react the first time you put those on huh so it's funny um i, I if you get them definitely suggest following the instructions on the side <laughs> or online because uh that's what we did and it did pan out i there's no way you could put them on a dog and it'd just be okay. So they, they start, you know, I think the first day or two, you basically have your dog come up to you and you set them on, you actually pop the lens out. So it's see-through and it's not like, you don't have the clear plastic you just set them on them, you know, give them a treat, set them on them, give them a treat. And then you kind of work on buckling them loose, but with the thing, and you know, the whole time you're just throwing fun bumpers or the balls around the yard or whatever, and like keeping them super distracted. And then eventually you pop that lens in. And, and even now, you know, if she doesn't like it at the beginning of the season, she'll come up to me like, oh, she's gonna love on me. But no, it's to rub her face up against my leg and try to knock, you know, knock it off of her face. Uh, you know, and if she gets really pissed, she'll she kind of paw it. But once she's in the field, it doesn't even exist on her face, you know, right. it's a completely different game. But yeah, they've they've got it down on their website of of instructions. So highly recommend. <laughs>
0: that's that's good. So uh my Laney wants me to buy Rex for Mac and for
2: ren so just looking out for your family dog look pretty cool I'm not, not gonna think lie they, yeah I think they you think get they some
1: cool. mirrored lenses or something like that <laughs> oh man i
2: pretty badass <laughs> i've always thought if they made like a strictly orange like mirrored lens for hunting i thought that'd be awesome to yeah, pop in the yeah. black ones but now we're talking
0: <laughs> yeah yeah <Now> we're
2: talking <laughs> Yeah, just put that put that on my
0: tab here. Two pairs of Rex specs for a staid kit, yeah. vaccination He'll, records. You can spread notes. that out between now
2: and October, yeah, it's right? Up
0: there. All that. True. That's I suppose I could. Yeah. Yeah. No, you need, need a new is. vest,
1: too, don't you? You've been in the middle a Oh, market I need a new vest. A was, that,
0: was that not a parent out in Iowa? My vest yeah. is hardly orange anymore. A couple zipper problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing I didn't shoot any birds, because uh, yeah, like it's not like my vest would hold them, they'd fall out as we're
1: walking somewhere. And the final rise one just put out a new original bottomlands pattern it looks pretty cool i'm just saying oh man oh man. Uh-oh. look out maybe i'll trade you i could buy a new one and you can have mine
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: maybe. maybe i don't i want to i need to like try them all on that's the thing that's my problem with us i get really nervous looking online i mean i've got super basic <laughs> now and every time i look at even middle of the road i'm like Oh, if I bought it and didn't like it or how it did not fit, you know, uh, that, I mean, I could sell it on Facebook, but still. Yeah. Well, I mean, middle of the road is still like $200. Yeah, that's the so. problem. Yeah. Yeah. They're not cheap. No. no.
0: Nope. Nope. So, okay. Uh, no, that was good. I think it's the only thing I, the only thing that I'll carry for like water stuff, because I do hunt tests and like training during the summers, I'll carry some type of ear, ear cleaner. Matt, mm. curious if
2: you do that as well. I always get have weight. ear and eye solution, like your basic okay. stuff from farm and fleet in that, yep. in that plastic box in the truck. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. Perfect. Excellent. 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 And then, okay.
0: So we, um, we put a, our dogs took a, took a pounding. They did it to themselves. They loved, they loved every second man. Let's not kid ourselves, right? right? There was no quit despite bloody noses and eyes and paws And you know, um, some really achy muscles out in Iowa, but there weren't there weren't any significant injuries, which is great. What is the what is the worst injury that you've seen in the field to a dog, whether it's your dog or a friend's dog or a family dog?
1: Um, my dogs had a couple, what I would call significant injuries. Um, one was a little bit more than the other. Uh, it was uh in 2021. It was our first trip to Iowa, um, her first out of state, public, or sorry wild rooster hunt. It was on private land. Uh, But we were were working a buffer strip along a a ditch and there was some barbed wire and she found her way on the other side of the barbed wire. And I did not know this. When she came back to me, she must have clipped her front leg pretty bad. I didn't hear any yelps or anything like that. We got a couple hundred yards down the field and I, I noticed something some blood on the front of her leg. So checked it out. And sure enough, there was a pretty sizable chunk out of the front of her leg. So we got her back to the truck, got her all wrapped up. Um, We hunted another few hours, didn't really slow her down. um, Got her home, made the five hour trip back home. The next day, her paw and her whole leg were just completely swollen. Um, So we brought her to the vet. The vet actually said there's a, a main like a large vein that runs down the front of their leg and she said i actually got extremely lucky that if that cut was just over a little bit and i didn't have a tourniquet out in the field she probably would have either lost her leg or worse so i got pretty lucky with that and that's when i bought that first aid kit which has a tourniquet in it so I'd recommend having that in the field, especially if you're working along barbed wire fences and stuff like that. I think that's pretty important. That's cool. So, yeah. No, that's,
0: yeah, no, that's, um, that's not, that doesn't sound like a great one. So that sounds like. A yeah, it was, injury. it
1: was, it was pretty bad. We had one other little one this season. She actually ripped her nail off. That was pretty interesting. I've seen that dogs like chip their nails or crack their nails but she actually had one of her front nails just completely sheer, clean off. I mean, there was nothing there.
2: Really? You know, and
1: we we hunted on it for a few hours. Again, I saw a little bit of blood in the snow, you know, nothing concerning. So it must have clotted up right away. And then when I got home, I, I looked a little closer. I thought something looked off. Upon further inspection, I realized there was no nail there at all. And as yeah. soon as I touched it, it just started gushing blood. So threw a bunch of quick stop on it, and luckily that was just some antibiotics to make sure it didn't get infected. And nails yeah. back now. Yeah. But yeah, those are those are the two significant ones I I know of. I, yeah, I remember when you
0: sent me that picture. You're like, "Have you ever seen this before?" No, I've never seen a nail just gone
1: like that. It yeah, I mean, wild. it was it was under the skin, gone. Like it was below the front of her paw. <laughs> it was yeah, the
2: oddest
1: otis- thing. You-
2: yeah. Did it grow did it grow
1: back? Like as she it did grow back. It, it is a little skinnier than it was before. It's kind of odd <laughs> shaped. <laughs> but it's, it's it doesn't it doesn't affect her. She yeah. runs normal. Um it was it was just a really weird, weird thing. But she had to wear the cone of shame for a little while, so she didn't lick at it, but you know. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's good. Matt, what about you? Um, I mean, I mentioned it before she's had two run ins with barbed wire fences that are our, our game preserve here and neither one of them are anything major, just some, you know, keeping it clean or whatever when you get home um, in the field, I'd say for a new dog owner, the first time your dog cuts their tongue, really bad, that one will throw you off for a loop. You know, you think like that's game over potentially, but uh, you know, you just got to keep it clean and uh, a lot of water and maybe some air drying. I mean, she actually has a scar on her tongue from where this really bad one was and um, it it kind of healed like you can see where it was that one was unfortunate cuz you know after the hunt we were going to go with some friends and meet for dinner and it looked like i had like an axe murder situation you know <laughs> my pants were completely covered in blood from her moving around and stuff but luckily that kind of healed on its own pretty fast the one most random was probably a training incident she stepped on something at a pond don't know what it was must have been some sort of thorn through her uh, front paw i want to say and uh, wasn't a problem. We went up to Madison to meet some friends and you know, hang out or whatever. Went to a dog park with the other dog and just kind of walked around. And like a couple hundred yards in, all of a sudden, like her front paw started to swell up her leg, like noticeably bad. And that's where we got accustomed and acquainted with the uh, friendly folks at the Madison ER vet right off of uh 18 there. Um, highly recommend it if you're ever needed in the Madison area. Uh, So it turned out to be an abscess, so it kind of worked its way up through her paw, and uh, they had to, you know, lance that open, clean it out, and uh, that was an interesting one. You know, you got to get her in the bathtub and soak it in warm water every single day, like three times a day, and keep it completely clean and dry, and that was really hard with like a a year-old puppy, basically.
0: That sounds not, doesn't sound very enjoyable.
2: No, no. What's your uh, worst field training, hunting, uh, dog incident.
0: Uh, I would. So for it's funny you bring up the tongue one. I think that's the one that uh, for Mac that there was, a, it just would not stop bleeding. There's blood mm-hmm. everywhere. They just continue to bleed and bleed and bleed. And you're like, okay, like do I need to like, just take you out of the field right now? Because if you keep running, your blood is going to be pumping. Your heart's going to be going faster and faster. You're going to just continue to gush blood everywhere. Um, Nothing, nothing serious like that. You know, he's had an emergency surgery. That is not because of anything in the field. That's because of, he has an, he has an addiction. We'll get into another time. Um, not very healthy one. So uh, for the first one, the first one, the one that's very vivid in my mind. And I was, I was probably 12. We had a lab growing up and when, growing up. I grew up in Southwestern Wisconsin. There were pockets of wild birds. My dad sold ag equipment. So he had relationships with all the farmers and you could, nobody cared if he pheasant So you asked every farmer and you're like, Oh yeah, sure. So we're hunting the spot with this dog who is not very obedient, not very well trained, not because of my dad's lack of trying because while there were three kids that were good at untraining the dog and um, this dog flushes, flushes a wild rooster, you know, we miss running underneath the thing, full speed, like, you know, no calling it off, not obedient. Right. Dog is a hundred yards away, full speed into a barbed wire fence. Like, you know, uh, not like, you know, perpendicular, like 90 degrees straight on just boom. And you hear just, you know, and you're like, Oh crap. You know? And I don't, I don't think I, he, he was not seriously injured. Like he cut his chest and we ended the hunt, but I, Um, that is a very, very vivid memory in my mind. And I remember like that, I think that shaped a lot of, well, that dog shaped a lot of what I decided in my mind I wanted from back when we first picked him up. I was like, okay, don't ever want to relive that again. Cause that was pretty Mm -hmm. horrific. Like that's, you know, that was 23 years ago or over 20 years ago, you know, and it's like burned in my mind. I can still see it. Um, you know, want a dog that's obedient, want a dog that I can do like just crisps because i don't want i just don't want that situation ever again um so the, the injury itself wasn't bad but the the lasting effects on me as a future dog owner and handler are greater than i actually realized so i'm talking this out right now
1: the amount of barbed wire that's out in the upland fields is just unbelievable it's it's literally <laughs> everywhere and it's probably the worst thing to run your dog against it yeah. There's true. just no, there's no avoiding it. There really isn't. If you true. want to be where the birds are. There's most likely going to be some wire around. It's the unfortunate that's, part. That's true. That is true. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, and luckily, Matt. It sounds like neither Mac nor Maggie has had any significant injuries out picking up ducks or yeah. geese. So, yeah. yeah. Let's knock on wood for that. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. All right, gentlemen. Uh, I think that's. We've been we've been yakking for about an hour now. Did we miss anything? Anything? Anything that you guys want to revisit?
2: I don't think so. In addition to the vaccine thing, though, I uh, so Ducks Unlimited their uh, whatever episode mm-hmm. whatever magazine this came out had a reminder, and I've done it before. So when you travel, especially out of state, look around where you're hunting for vets in the area. So pre look you don't want your emergency to happen and then try to scramble on your phone while you're driving into town. So I've done this before up in Monaco. Like I've got kind of the ER vet printed out, like, God forbid, we're up there playing around in the lake and something happens, you know, um, kind of know where your local vet is, especially when you're out of town.
1: Yeah, that's smart.
0: That's a good tip. I think, I, I think I did that in Iowa too. That's You know, I try to, despite what it seems like where I don't feel like I don't, have what I need to take care of my dog. I, I try to think through a lot of stuff in case something yeah. bad happens.
2: Yeah. So that was kind of my last thing I had written down. That's good. No, that's <laughs> a really good one.
0: That's a good way. It's a good way to wrap it up. Um, so yeah. if you've made it this far, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll have another episode out here soon. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Who knows what we're going to talk about then. We could talk about more dog stuff. We could talk about training. Maybe we'll talk about building your own duck boat. We've got a few people hey, experience with that. Yeah. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, And thank you again for tuning in.